morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, June 5th, 2020. And the biggest news out of the Big Ten yesterday were two schools announcing their official returns to football. And we'll start off with Michigan State. They have set a return date, and that is June 15th. Now, the Big Ten has allowed everyone to start practicing on Monday, but clearly it depended on states and stay-at-home orders, et cetera, et cetera. And yesterday, Michigan State came out and spoke. Athletic Director Bill Beekman released their plan. They will clearly return on the 15th, uh, there are going to be two tests, a self-isolation period, and then more safety measures that Michigan State will enforce. Uh, and there's some other news that are coming out from Beekman as well. Uh, he addressed the George Floyd situation, the unrest nationally uh, with the murder of Floyd in Minnesota. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Michigan State probably should have made a statement a little bit earlier. I think most schools made statements earlier in the week. Uh, making a statement on Thursday, it's a little late after the fact. But I guess in this situation, better late than never. But honestly, I would have liked to see something a little bit earlier from Michigan State and Beekman. Now, uh, I know that Izzo and Tucker did speak out about it, uh, the the football, Mel Tucker, obviously the new football coach, and then Tom Izzo, the soon-to-be Hall of Fame basketball coach, they did speak out. So it wasn't all quiet and all fronts at East Lansing, but, you know, you do like your leaders, your athletic directors, your presidents of the schools to, to step up and, and make those comments early on. Just a little late for Beekman, but I, like I said, better late than never, and so, you know, Bill Beekman made a statement about the George Floyd situation yesterday, and maybe it was in correspondence with meeting with the media yesterday to announce the fact that they are going to structurally bring back players and get them ready for the football season. So maybe it was all part of that. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I, I would have liked to see something a little bit earlier, but I'm just kind of nitpicking on that. Uh, better late than never. Another thing that Beekman said yesterday when he met with the press, he expects stadium capacity at Spartan Stadium to be 20 to 30%, which is okay for me. Uh, the Buckeyes obviously looked at this situation as well. Uh, they said anywhere between uh, you know, 20 and 50%. I don't like that 50%. Not a big fan, uh, especially after all the protesting going down. And, and I'm going to get to some COVID news uh, nationally uh, after I get through the, the Big Ten stuff. But... What I what I feel like is you know a twenty percent capacity, uh, and let's just look at you know say Ohio Stadium, uh, Michigan Stadium, Penn State over there. They're all over a hundred thousand capacity, so you're looking at twenty to thirty thousand people spread out, small groups into an enormous stadium. I'm cool with that. Uh, I think that it's really interesting. I think that there's a lot of work to be done for these stadiums in order to kind of quell some people's anxiety of going out. 
me personally, there is plenty of anxiety for me to go out to a sporting stadium. Uh, I do believe at some point in time I'll be covering a game or two this year, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not super excited about being in that environment necessarily. But I will take precautions. You know, I'm gonna wear a face mask if I get into locker rooms and get a chance to speak with coaches, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll take precaution, but. Uh, when you're looking at it, it's it's something that you know, schools are going to have to do across the country, and there's a lot of work, like I said. You know, they're going to have to find ways to safely get people into the stadium to check them because, remember, a lot of stadiums previously had metal detectors. Uh, they, they check your bags. There's a lot of um, interactions to get into a football stadium, so teams are going to have to look at the way that they do that as well until everything becomes a little bit more normal. And uh, I think that you know, Bill Beekman is going to put in some procedures. He mentioned, uh, you know, getting touchless uh, hand washers uh, in certain areas so that, you, you know, you don't have to touch sinks, etc. when you go to the bathroom. Uh, that's a high vis highly made place where you know you clearly there's a lot of people going to the bathroom there's a lot of people going to concession stands it's a high traffic area so when you're looking at that it makes sense that schools are going to start to prepare for you know as much of a non-touch uh, avoiding social distancing etc uh, for certain areas and you know bathrooms concession stands those are high high uh, traffic places so uh, it makes plenty of sense so the other school that announced their plans was Penn State. Uh, they're going to have 75 football players report on Monday to start their phasing back to getting athletes on the campus for their practice, which starts also on the 15th. Um, their plan is to have daily screenings. They're going to have small groups, more cleaning, uh, including you know, weight rooms, locker rooms, etc., and then limited access to facilities. Uh, this is pretty much pretty normal uh, for the majority of schools. And, uh, you know, that's what you're looking at. We haven't heard anything coming out of the University of Illinois. They started their staging on Wednesday, so that's a good thing. Um, we clearly were waiting there. At the current moment, there has yet to be a Big Ten school that has had an athlete with a confirmed positive test for COVID-19. So there are still concerns about the coronavirus all over the place, and I completely understand that. Because it makes sense. And because we're talking about it, let me get into that national stuff. Because yesterday it came out that Alabama, five players have tested positive. Up to 50 players could potentially be quarantined because of interactions in team meetings, et cetera, et cetera. So that's scary. This is uh, the first big-time program. Now, Iowa State and Oklahoma State uh, each have had cases. Iowa State with just one. Oklahoma State had three that was earlier this week in their integration. But the news coming out of Tuscaloosa, I think that's just it's just large. It's just big because, you know, they're one of the contenders in the college football playoff year in and year out. Nick Saban runs a fantastic program, although maybe not clean. He does run a great program down there in Alabama. And five players, that's a lot. That is a lot of players. Now, they are unnamed right now. Nobody really knows. Uh, they, they believe that it's all across the board on the offense and the defense. Uh, there, there are some rumors as to who the players are. I'm not going to get into speculations until we actually hear who those players are. But still, five players, that's a lot. 
That's a lot. That's the most cases that they have found at one school so far. And so that is a bit concerning. And so you're going to hear more. And it's not going to surprise me at all. You're going to hear more names and more names and more names of schools that are going to have players test positive for COVID-19. It just is the facts of life right now. That's just how it is. You can't get around it. You're just you're going to find players who have it. And schools need to be extremely careful with the way that they handle these situations. So I'm going to keep a watchful eye out on what happens there at Oklahoma State, at Iowa State, and at Alabama. Because the treatment of keeping these players down and making sure that they don't continue to spread the coronavirus. I think that is so important right now. So hugely important. So we'll see, hopefully, that these players are quarantined, uh, that they're given the proper treatment, and they get out of it, and then they don't continue to spread it to their teammates and the coaching staff and the support staff and everybody that they have to interact with. So that's something to watch for. It really is, because this is very, very interesting. This is unprecedented. It, nobody knows. No college team has ever gone through anything like this, let alone every college football team or every collegiate athletic team. It's not just college football here, remember. They're phasing back all the athletes, not just college football. Football's not the only sport that's played at the collegiate level. There's plenty of other sports, but clearly we focus on football and basketball in this podcast, but other schools... Other teams, everybody is being reintegrated right now. So uh, it's just interesting to see and something to monitor. Um, I haven't seen anything about other, like any other outside of the major sports have test positives. So it's something to watch for, but still very interesting to see that, you know, we're, we're starting to see a rash of teams report positive tests. And I guarantee over the weekend, we're going to hear more. Uh, maybe not necessarily inside the Big Ten, uh, because the majority of them are going to start everything. You know, next week the University of Illinois, like I said, is the only school that currently has athletes on campus. They started up on Wednesday. There has been no news about any positive tests coming out of Champaign. So let me recap all of the schools that are currently uh, going to uh, re integrate themselves and uh, I'll tell you this it makes plenty of sense that some of the schools have waited to do this it, it really has it really has now I would like I would have liked to see especially with the Big Ten having the the mass return date set for Monday I would have liked to see other schools you know come out and say hey uh, or, or actually it's it's uh, it's Sunday I'm sorry uh, I would have liked to see other schools come out and say hey all right let's uh, you know kind of you know set some dates and do it but they didn't so like I said University of Illinois has already started to have waves of student athletes come they started on Wednesday the Hawkeyes and the Buckeyes are going to get started on Monday and then the two new teams that announced, Penn State and Michigan State, like I said, they announced both of them yesterday. They're going to start on June 15th along with Indiana, who earlier this week had said it was going to be a mid-June start announced officially the 15th as well. So you're seeing three 
Big Ten schools getting started in about two weeks, and then three Big Ten schools getting started on, well, obviously Illinois has already started, but, you know, really the, the, the real start is the eighth. So uh, interesting to see. Uh, we're still waiting on the other schools. We're, time's running out. Let's go. Let's see it. Come on. Move on. All right. So the NBA released their schedule. They are uh, going to go with 22 teams. They're all going to go out to Orlando, uh, vie for playoff spots, and then finish everything out in Orlando, which I think is very interesting. But the one thing that portrays, that, that pertains, not portrays, that pertains to the college basketball season, and that is the NBA draft, the NBA combine, etc. So now that we have dates for the NBA, we have dates for withdrawal times because there are plenty of Big Ten stars that put their names out there. There's a couple that have brought their names back already. However, some of the biggest names out there, Isaiah Livers from Michigan, you've got Luca Garza from Iowa. There's a lot of guys who have put their names out there and haven't said what their complete intentions are. And so now there's a date. It's either going to be 10 days before the NBA Combine or on August 3rd, whichever one happens first because they don't have firm dates for the Combine yet because there's going to be a lot of players that are going to ultimately be at the Combine. So the NBA has got to be very careful about what they're doing here. So I like the fact that they have announced some dates. Uh, gives some players a little bit more idea of when they need to make their decision, which will be August 3rd at the latest. Could be earlier than that. We don't know. But what we do know is at the latest, August 3rd. This is what it is. It's pretty cool that we know uh, sports is coming back. It's on its way. Uh, we don't know about, obviously, uh, specifics, you know. But it's trending in the right direction. It's trending in the right direction. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the major four sports, uh, hockey has already announced a uh, different tournament than what they are accustomed to to finish off their season. The NBA came out yesterday. Uh, major League Baseball has continued to go back and forth. The players want you know, 100 and 114, 112 games. Uh, the owners want 50. Uh, they're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, honestly, for me, a, a number for baseball would be 80, 80 81. You know, just split the season um, because we're close to the middle of the season right now. Although the issue is that you know they'd have to have spring training part two. Uh, and that is difficult. It really is. So uh, we'll see how ba baseball does that. Um, the draft is this weekend, so we'll see if any of the Big Ten stars get drafted. It's only five rounds, so there's a potential you could hear some Big Ten names. There's a potential you could not hear some Big Ten names. But anyone that gets drafted, I will let you know on Monday because that is going to wrap it up for me today. I appreciate the listen. Once again, give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big10MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you on Monday morning.